Welcome to Young PR Pros on the FIR Podcast Network. Young PR Pros is the podcast for the young and young at heart working in the world of public relations and communications. Here are your hosts, Christine Darbell and Julia Kent. last episode said that we would talk about um, different social media networks, uh, their users, and how different organizations can actually um, uh, use social media uh, platforms, uh, which ones should they use. Of course, there's not a black and white answer for, for every single organization, uh, but we thought we'd kind of walk through a couple of demographics of different social networks um, and then talk about what organizations might fit in certain networks compared to another one. What's really interesting is I actually found this article, and it's called Who's Really Using Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram? Um, and we'll pause here because we did mention it in our last episode, but the reason why we wanted to talk about different social networks is because Instagram recently surpassed Twitter in users. Um, so, you know, it, there are sometimes social media phases, but I mean, we look at Facebook, Facebook's been around since 2005, hasn't really gone away, and has been a great platform for organizations to use. Um, Twitter's been around for a while, organizations are still advertising on it, and now Instagram's a new big player, and eventually there's going to be, I mean, they're doing pilots right now with advertising, but that might actually be a new platform that you can eventually advertise on. So for our young listeners, this is kind of just really good information that you should have with you when you are starting your career. Um, often, uh, especially our generation millennials, we kind of walk into a new job and we're expected to know everything about social media because we're young, uh, which is, I guess, a, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It, exactly. It's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, and we just need to make sure that we are educated uh, and we know not only do we know what platforms that we enjoy, um, but that we also know which ones work for uh, different demographics. Because, of course, not everyone's on Twitter. Certain people are on Facebook and different people are on Instagram. So... Where's the article from? The article is from Adweek, yes. So this is um, uh, projected uh, numbers for 2015 according to uh, Adweek. Um, So uh, let's break down Facebook. The two largest uh, demographics are people between the ages of 18 and 24 and 25 and 34. So what kind of organization do you think would probably gravitate more towards a Facebook account? I would say consumer brands, um, makeup companies, pop, you know, like Coca-Cola, clothing companies, um, mm-hmm. lifestyle-related things, mm-hmm. I would think. Lifestyle. I mean, I actually would think that Facebook is kind of one of those catch-all. Um, I think almost every organization can find a use uh, in Facebook. Granted, um, I mean, we should add a caveat to this entire conversation. Just because it's there doesn't mean you have to have an account. Just because yeah. Pinterest is popular among women 
doesn't mean you have to, and, and you have a, a large women demographic, again, doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a Pinterest account. Um, with every single account that you're going to create, you obviously want to make sure that there are some goals and objectives behind them. And not only are they going to, you don't want to just sit there and get more likes and and um, more comments. You actually want engagement and you want to be able to, you know, social media is just another tool or a conduit to get to your audience. Um, so, you know, you have to have some business goals behind it. Uh, so Facebook, because there's there's like 156 million people, every generation is on there from young to old. Uh, so you can, you can really, and as long as you customize your Facebook page and it's engaging and has good content, you're most likely probably going to be successful on Facebook. But again, you've got to have a business school behind it. You know what's something very interesting? Um, my husband was actually looking at an article this week. It was... Yeah, this week. And I don't remember where it was, but he said it was all these things that were going to be extinct by the year 2020. And one of them was Facebook. And Hmm. we kind of debated this and we talked about it and we said, um, you know, I don't really see that happening in just five years. Like, I think that, you know, it's it's too much of an institution because it's been around for a decade, you know, blah, 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 blah. So we were talking about all this and then he started thinking about it. And I realized that what's hot right now for millennials and, and the generation beneath us probably is Instagram. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, I often feel now actually where I could forget about Facebook and just use Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Um, but I noticed that the people on my Facebook that are super, super active and completely addicted to Facebook are my parents' generation and older. Yeah. And so, yes, that demo- I can understand how that demographic between, you know, 15 to 35-year-olds is, is the demographic that's mostly using Facebook right now. If this article that my husband found about Facebook being extinct by 2020 is right, I bet you the only people that will be hanging on in a few years will be the older generation and not the younger generation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see how, you know, these platforms are going to change as well. So just another thing to think about as a young professional when you're offering your advice about having a Facebook account or a Twitter um, account, uh, one of the questions that you should be asking is, yes, what's your business goal? But the other thing is, if someone's been on Facebook since the beginning, since 2000. I guess in 2005 you couldn't have been a company on it, but if you were, you know, one of the first companies to adopt a Facebook page, um, just because you've been there forever doesn't necessarily mean that that should be the best. You you still need to be there. Exactly. You want to re, you want to look at the demographic who's actually interacting with you, um, and, and you want to figure out if it's actually helped you with your business goals. If it has, then by all means continue to use it, but if it's kind of become dormant and not really doing anything anymore, then you might want to see if your audience has gravitated towards another tool. Uh, or another platform. Um, Twitter uh, has a similar uh, demographic, again, between the ages of 18 and 24 and the ages of 25 and 34. But they do also have um, a fairly large group of people between the ages of 35 and 44. It's the third largest um, uh, group, I guess, um, about 16%. Uh, but it's, it's still one of the, the, the largest demographics. So uh, Twitter is, uh, Twitter has always been those odd things that I think every organization just jumped on board, um, without really thinking about how they wanted to use Twitter. So almost every single brand is on Twitter. Um, and I think what, what's unique nowadays is Twitter is kind of there's there's a specific kind of 
um, not just demographic, but also a, a, a unique kind of personality of people that are on Twitter. So it's not everyone between the ages of 18 and 44 that are on Twitter. I feel like it's maybe I have a lot of communicators are on Twitter. I feel like there's business people, Politician. journalists, politicians. Um, so not, it doesn't necessarily, like Twitter is good if you really want to build relationships with stakeholders and that's what CAA uses it for. Uh, we do have, you know, some communication with members as well, obviously, to make, I mean, there are members of course on, on Twitter. But a lot of our communications on Twitter is done by building our brand with um, other stakeholders in in our industry. And I think Twitter is great for that. Um, whether or not if I use it as a customer tool, again, not all of our customers are on Twitter. In fact, the majority of our customers are more on Facebook. And it's not age-dependent. It's just, I think, the type of person and our members just tend to be more on, on Facebook than they are on Twitter. We still have a I mean, we still respond to, to, to customer messages on Twitter all the time. doesn't mean that we don't have anyone on there. Um, but I do feel like they're, the majority of them are more on, on Facebook. So Twitter is more used to stakeholder engagement. That's kind of what we, we concentrate on. So I would like to point out that, um, you know, they say that there's the six, the six big types of social media mm-hmm. and that Twitter is the best and the only one I can think of, example of, well, no, I guess kind of Facebook, microblogging. Yeah. So if Facebook has, you know, of course, the status update feature, which is very microblog-esque, and then mm-hmm. some people could also argue that Instagram is a form of microblogging, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, Twitter is kind of the originator of yeah. the microblogosphere. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting that Twitter really hasn't ever gotten too much competition in the terms of just straight-up microblogging. Yeah, well, again, I, I think I probably agree with you that Instagram is probably edging its way into that sphere, and I wouldn't be surprised if it overtook um, Twitter. Uh, again, we're also seeing a huge shift in, like, the, the social media tools that are really grabbed on in the past, you know, five years have been um, social media platforms that have harvested this idea of sharing photos. and. Perfect segue into our next one is Pinterest. So Pinterest has about 44 million users right now. Um, FYI, Twitter has about 52 million. So and what Pinterest is Instagram, is, currently Instagram is at 60, 60 million. Oh, so crap. So they didn't just surpass. They really surpassed. They did, okay, yes. Okay, so you said 60 for? 60 for Instagram. 52, 52 for Twitter. For Twitter and 44 for Pinterest. So Pinterest oh, wow. is... That's much higher than I thought. And yeah. what was it for Facebook? Uh, Facebook is 160 million. Okay, so I thought that Instagram, that Twitter was the number one social networking site in the world. Okay, okay, no, I no, learned Facebook. something new from the Young PR Pros podcast. <laughs> I stand corrected. Okay. But again, one thing to keep in mind is how many of those are actually active users. Unfortunately, these yeah. numbers don't give me that. They and actually, some people have multiple Facebook accounts. Yep, that's they true. It's, yep. it's incredibly there was, common, actually. There was a huge shift, I feel like, um, when I was in college that everyone was having, like, there was a lot of people who were having professional Facebook yep. accounts, and then they'd open up a second one where they could be crazy on it, I guess. Which makes no sense to me. No, and then people realized that that actually doesn't make sense because yeah. your employer can easily try to look yeah. up the other yeah. one or find the other one. Anyway, unless you're, like, really, yeah. So uh, I think people quickly realized that, but I don't think everyone ended up shutting down their accounts. So, but I mean, Facebook is now also open, like my grandmother's on Facebook now. So I think 
every you know Facebook was the most popular platform and everyone was really engaged on it and since 2005 we're looking at almost 10 years so yeah over 10 years of course you're going to garner a lot of users and Twitter hasn't been around as long as Facebook um but hey still has you know a a pretty big group. So I, I love I Pinterest I find is really interesting. The fact that there's 44 million people, it's not that far behind. Um No, I, I'm actually shocked. Yeah. Because I would say most people I know don't have Pinterest. So, um according to Adweek, they're saying that older millennials and some of Gen X's um actually pin a lot or use Pinterest. Uh so the largest group um is between the ages of 25 and 34. So we're not looking at a younger generation. Pinterest is um slightly a little bit older, uh but they do have an equal amount of groups. So it's it's just over 20% um between the ages of 25 and 34 and then just under 20% for ages 18 to 24 and 35 to 44. Um so similar to Twitter as it's kind of spread out between those three um age groups uh but um it's I still think it's more for older millennials and uh gen xers and i mean we can probably list a ton of organizations that would fit in pinterest i mean if you're selling food if you're selling clothes or selling jewelry anything visual um i haven't seen a lot of uptake in professional organizations no. um Uh, I mean I we, I do see some communicators on there uh, and like infographics are pretty popular yep. um but yeah I'm sure articles if it has a good visual like a good attracting visual Yeah 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 uh, but it really hasn't taken off on that way it's more the consumer like inspirational Yeah And I can't remember what art where I read this article but uh there has been an increase obviously since they started but when they started it was just everyone was pinning pictures and didn't really click on anything. And then when people started to realize that if they clicked on a picture they were actually brought to a better article or they were brought to more information um it's there was a little bit of a pickup of people actually clicking through and there have been organizations out there um that are and and I, unfortunately I can't remember this article but there have been organizations so anecdotally there have been organizations out there that have said that Pinterest has actually been one of their top um uh, referrals to their site uh, again these were these were bloggers um and uh you know a cooking a cooking blog i think it was definitely, a cooking blog yeah Pinterest is definitely the number one referral to my site Oh yeah. 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 And Definitely. just to remind our our listeners Julia actually has a cooking blog of herself called The Domestic Blonde. So I'm not surprised that yeah, uh, it would be the number is. one referral. That and uh BuzzFeed because BuzzFeed's picked up on a couple recipes. Oh, and as soon as they include as soon as something is included in BuzzFeed, like any anything, mm-hmm. a link it goes viral. BuzzFeed oh. is a very powerful mm-hmm. entity at the moment. <laughs> Anyways, So uh the last one we're going to talk about is Instagram. And here's the interesting part. So almost all the other platforms had about 10 to 15% um actually probably closer to 20% uh were kind of looped in in the 65 uh, or ages 45 to 65 plus. So not that they were the largest group, um but every single platform uh had a significant group. Facebook was the the largest obviously. But then we go to Instagram and like they barely hit 
15% of people over the ages of 45. So, oh, so it's a really young thing. It's a very young thing, and it's 32% uh, are between the ages of 25 and 34, which is their largest group, mm-hmm. and 27% between the ages of 18 and 24, which is their second largest group. Um, so this is a, you know... Instagram, there's 60 million. Uh, but again, we were talking about how if Facebook is going to be the one, if Facebook's the platform that's going to die in the next five years, Instagram might be where all those, you know, um, where everyone's going. Well, because it's picture-based, right? Yeah. Again. Yeah, yeah. Now, I... Facebook was not picture-based when it first came out, in my opinion. No, it wasn't. Now it's a, it's, it's a lot easier. You can share videos, you can share pictures, you yeah. can kind of share everything. But Instagram was also the one that really took off. Uh, like They took off with the video, the quick videos there, yep. like the 16-second yep. videos kind of thing. Yep. Um, and they, they beat out Vine uh, yep. when because both Instagram video and Vine came out about the same time. Um, and, and they just really ran with that. So now not only is it just video, uh, not only is it just pictures, but you have these short little videos. And again, we're talking about, uh, these are obviously the generation on Instagram is millennials. Um, and, you know, it's no surprise that we mo- the majority of uh, millennials have a lower attention span um, and we're attracted to, to visual information. So uh, putting those two together, having short videos, really engaging pictures is obviously going to be a place that we're going to enjoy um, engaging with brands. So the only thing about Instagram for organizations and for young professionals going into, um, you know, walking into a company, Instagram might be a fun place to engage with our um, with our audience. But again, your audience has to be fairly young. Um, and currently, there's not a lot of advertising opportunity. Um, so a lot of it has to be done properly. If you want to engage... You have to put the time and the resources behind it until you until they actually open up advertising to uh, the general public and, and other organizations. Right now, they're doing pilots, but right now, it's if you're going to be on there, you actually have to work at it and engage with the in, with people. You can't just hope that people just come like you kind of right. thing. So. Um, and uh, there was an interesting note here that Adweek said. So in the group of 18 to 24, as they say, which is the second largest group, they say this audience um, stays young and includes another 11.4 million users ages 17 or younger. So wow. this... Um, so, so kids. Yeah. I, yeah. I come across 10-year-olds that are on Instagram all the time. Well, yeah, yeah, my cousins are on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're... Because they, even if they don't have an iPhone... If they have an iPad, they can have it, or an iPod Touch. Yeah. They can have it. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, I did briefly mention the six types of social media um, when I was talking about microblogging. Um, and one we already talked about, obviously, is social networks. We didn't talk about LinkedIn, but I guess... So LinkedIn wasn't in the, the, the Adweek article, um, so I'm, I'm not sure exactly how many people are on there, but I know you used it in your in your previous position. Yeah. Um, in my previous position with MHPM, we did a ton of recruitment marketing, and obviously LinkedIn yeah. um, is the biggest one. Um, but I will just get you the stats. As of January 2015, how many people used LinkedIn? It says 300 and. 32 million. Okay, so I got a social networking fact sheet here. 71% of adults in the world use Facebook that are on, that are, that have the ability to be online. Okay? 70%. 70%. 23% 
of them use Twitter. 26 Instagram, 28 Pinterest, 28 LinkedIn. So oh. I, find that, I find that pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised by those numbers, though. Yeah. And again, the 70% who use Facebook, I feel like that's just because they've been around for so long and everyone has a Facebook account. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even, even myself, I tend to not spend as much time on Facebook and I've been gravitating a lot more towards my Instagram account just because... It's visual and it, and it, it's, it's, you know, but again, it all depends on who I'm trying to engage with. With Facebook, um, I still actually check out brands on Facebook if I'm trying to look for information. Uh, so, and again, because there's not a lot of brands on Instagram yet, um, obviously it's more of a personal tool, but, uh, as organizations and as young professionals coming into new companies, um, Instagram should be on our radar. Okay, so I found the total number of Facebook users worldwide. Yeah. To put it in perspective, I just said 332 users on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. 1.4 billion. Yeah, that makes sense. On So 160 million in one year is not that no, surprising. that wouldn't be that much. Okay, so that at least gives us a little bit of perspective. Um, so yeah, so social networks, obviously Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, we didn't talk about bookmarking sites like Delicious and StumbleUpon. I've never used either of you. I use Delicious a lot. Oh, really? But yeah, and again, it's just it's per, for, for personal use. It's just to bookmark yeah, it's articles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know some companies have tried to use yeah. it because I you just can, don't know how it's social. Uh, it has a little bit of a social component because I guess as an organization, I could bookmark a couple of articles and then share and that. Public? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So if if uh, if you know CAA wanted to do that, then every single time we bookmark an article, then anyone who's following us or friends that. with us, mm-hmm. they would see that article and they might actually go to it. So um, there are like. Uh, I think they were a little bit more popular a couple years ago. I don't think social bookmarking are the wave of the future kind of thing. I think they're slowly just dying out kind of thing. What about um, things like Reddit and Dig? So those are my understanding. I tried to use Reddit, but I couldn't get onto it. I have friends that are obsessed with Reddit. Yeah, Reddit is actually really popular. I don't don't have any numbers behind it right now, but um, to give you an example of an odd person that used Reddit, and I would never picture him on Reddit, but um, our mayor... Uses oh, Reddit. He likes Reddit. Yeah, well, yeah. It's community-based popularity links based on popularity, right? So it's yeah, it's the community decides what's popular, and therefore the community decides what more people see. Yeah, yeah. And you can comment on it, and there's like, mm-hmm. you know, you can have whole conversations and stuff like that on Reddit yeah. as well. So, but um, I don't think that it's possible for companies or business to use Reddit because you can't promote yourself on it. There's rules against sharing. Your own stuff. Oh, interesting. It's really, really, really interesting. Like, it, it has to be unbiased. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's really, really... Like, for example, for my blog, my cooking blog, I couldn't post a recipe on Reddit hmm. because someone would come along and, you know, wrap, snap my knuckles and take but away my Reddit. Someone else could post it on there. Exactly. And it's exactly. kind of like organic, hopefully the yeah. organic growth or the... Exactly. Something going, yeah. And... Um, so yeah, so those that's another category, and I, I really don't use those. And then there's um, media sharing, YouTube, Flickr. Oh, I mean, yes. I think YouTube is very popular. I think it's much more popular for businesses than it is for 
uh, personal use. Yep. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing about YouTube is you can use it for a ton of things. I think you, they say that YouTube is obviously the second uh, largest search after Google. Makes mm. sense because um, you use Google to search for anything, but a lot of people are also using, we're in a, a you know, do-it-yourself age, uh, you know, how-to videos, all that kind of stuff. So um, we, especially millennials, tend to gravitate towards online to try to figure out how to do something at at home, um, our first place to go is, well, maybe there's a video that can show me how I can do this while I'm at home. So you, uh, YouTube is a popular search-based um, uh, platform, uh, which is why you probably want a lot of your videos uh, on, on YouTube. And of course, YouTube allows you to embed videos on your uh, website so that you can have different kinds of content on your website so that it's not always static and you can kind of switch it up. You can have uh, playlists and stuff like that. So um, yeah, uh, YouTube falls, for me, falls into a category of how can I get people to stumble upon my uh, my information and uh one of the ways is by making sure that we're on YouTube with videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, the last type of social media that I was going to mention is blogging, like full-blown blogging. Yeah. Blogger, WordPress, I think are the dominant players in that. Tumblr. Tumblr. Is Tumblr yeah. a blogging? Yeah, it's a micro... Well, I guess it's a micro-blogging. It depends on how you use it. Okay. Yeah. I don't understand that one either. <laughs> I just feel... And I mean, like a lot of our listeners probably feel that I'm a little inundated with social media platforms. Yeah. And that you really, like a business, have to choose, you know, the amount you can handle to do well and to really invest in. Yeah. Because um, I think what happens is you can spread yourself too thin, and organizations yeah. have to be really careful you don't of this. Do and yourself. no, and as a young professional, I find that you might get hired, and then you know your boss might get really excited and say, "Okay, we really need to ramp up our social media. So tell me where we need to be, and let's be everywhere." And they might say, "Oh, I just saw that our competitors on Pinterest. Let's go there." And they might jump to all these conclusions and want to, you know, jump into new social uh, social platforms, and and I. I think um, our our generation, I, we really, or at least young professionals, um, to be you know uh, good communicators, we need to stop our uh, C-suite level and our managers and say, okay, before we just jump onto Twitter, jump onto Facebook, jump onto Instagram, whatever it is, Tumblr, all the things that we have listed today, um, it's asking the questions: Is this going to help us with any business goals? Um, and if so, how? Uh, and do we have enough resources and money to put behind maintaining it? Uh, just to give you an example, I mean, you could spend your entire time on one platform. Yeah. And and if that's the if that one platform if that's right for you, then if that's where your audience is, if that's what's fulfilling your business goals, um, and you have the resources for that, then do that and do it really well. If you're on everything and you just spread yourself too thin, then you're not going to get picked up anywhere. You're not going to be engaged anywhere and you're just going to be wasting your time. So, um, again, it's, I think today's is a really interesting conversation. You know, we threw out a lot of numbers at you, so we'll make sure that we link to a couple of these articles with the numbers that we've mentioned. But, um, I think it's really important to just look at the different kinds of platforms and social platforms that are out there. Um, 
so that you know about them because it's important that we know about all of them. Um, but then also figure out which ones are best for or- our organizations and which which ones will help us, you know, fulfill our business goals. Absolutely. Anything I else? find this stuff so fascinating. I know, I know, and I, you know what? And you know, I'm sure in six months from now, our list of different kind of platforms will have to be updated because there's always something new coming out. There's always a new platform. I mean, we didn't even talk about location-based Foursquare and Swarm and all that kind of stuff. There's always constantly going to be new platforms that are going to be popping up, uh, and it's up to us as communicators to evaluate whether or not it's something that are that will help us with our business goals. So we're going to link to all these um, articles. Uh, the Adweek article is um, uh, with the infographic of the different demographics on uh, on different social platforms. And maybe we can find a tally of the number of users on each of these. Sure. I yeah. can quick Google, and I could find something. Yes, and we'll, 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 we'll try to, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to link to an article that has a list of uh, how many people are on each of the platforms. Um, so we want to thank everyone for spending this time for us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, do you have an example of you know some of the platforms that you or your organization are using, and uh, how did you choose that platform? And we'd also love to hear from you know our, our young listeners. I mean, you yourself is an organization. Your brand is an organization. So how have you chosen? and which platforms you want to concentrate uh, your resources and your time on. We're very interested to hear about that. Uh, you can always uh, send us an email at youngprpros at gmail.com or leave us a comment on our website at youngprpros.ca or catch us on Facebook, facebook.com slash youngprpros or on Twitter at youngprpros, at Christine Garbell and at Kim Julia. Thanks and we'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Young PR Pros on the FIR Podcast Network, brought to you in association with Lawrence Reagan Communications, serving communicators worldwide for more than 35 years. More information at www.reagan.com. Young PR Pros is a weekly podcast hosted by Christine Darbell and Julia Kent that covers all topics from job hunting skills, such as building resumes and interview tips, to discussions around the state of PR and communications, and how young PR professionals can shape the future of our industry. Young PR Pros is part of the FIR Podcast Network, a series of business podcasts founded by Neville Hobson and Shell Holtz. The anchor podcast in the network is the Hobson and Holtz Report, a weekly show presented since January 2005. For information about the FIR Podcast Network, to see show notes for the podcasts and to subscribe, visit www.forimmediaterelease.biz. You can also subscribe via iTunes and other podcast directories. We welcome your comments about Young PR Pros on the FIR Podcast Network. Join the conversation in the FIR community on Google+. Look for the FIR Podcast Community. Or email us at fircomments at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.